This is a CurioCast Podcast Emporium show. It's a pretty long name. Please remember it. Welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests. We talk about the characters we all <coughs> know and love, and I've forgotten as well. My name's Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Rob London. Hello! So, this is the last episode of Road to 100. Oh man, I'm, 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 I gotta say, I'm feeling sort of, uh, sort of depressed, or, uh, or downhearted. I I can't quite think of the uh, the emotion I'm feeling right now. Yeah, because it's like it's like right because this is our last double digit episode. Yeah. So, but we have a we have a fun one for for you guys. Um, it's despair. That's what I'm feeling. Yes, it's such a dumb way to spell despair. So dumb. D apostrophe S P A Y R E. This is a Chris Claremont character, everybody. You can tell. <laughs> uh, he also goes by Arcus, Desmond, Vision, and Gramps, according to. He doesn't go by those. He's at least called those, at least according to Comic Vine. Well, in he the Arcus and Vision ones are because in. Uh... Uh, an Avengers Invaders crossover miniseries a couple of years ago, he impersonated the Arcus, who is the Golden Age Vision. Oh, I do not know who Arcus is. Uh, he he won't be in these books, I think. He only reappeared in the modern Marvel Universe fairly recently, but he was like a 40s character. Uh, and he was like a green alien from the Dimension of Smoke. Oh, and he kind of looked like the Vision that we all know and love, and I believe Roy Thomas and John Buscema patterned uh, the the Android Vision after the Golden Age character. Uh, he first showed up in a Marvel team up number sixty three, the Measure of a Man. Yeah, and I have read that issue. That is Spider Man teaming up with Man Thing. Who I need to re- read this still, but Man Thing is now is currently written by R.L. Stein. That's right. I have not read that series yet, but I hear it is super weird. It's R.L. Stein. It's either going to be real mediocre or weird. Maybe both. The important thing is there'll be a twist at the end of every chapter. Yes. Sometimes not even really a twist. It's just like it's just a thing he says, and then he says like psych. And there'll probably be some super sweet cover art, though. If you haven't listened to my other podcast, Turn to Page, and you've listened to the, uh, the Give Yourselves Goosebumps things, I have a really low opinion of R.L. Stein. <laughs> uh, so. Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah. thought it was, I, I was getting confused with Turn the Page, which I believe is a Bob Seeger podcast. Marvel team up for a long time was just Spider-Man plus person they wanted to boost sales for right yeah i mean it was it was almost it went 150 issues which is crazy and it was kind of a good way to uh 
I, I really love team-up books. And it was a good way to sort of, you know, if you weren't reading somebody's series, you could get a feel for that character and maybe want to check them out. Sorry, I'm just looking through some of the team-ups. Oh, man, these these all look... There's old uh, Black Widow, Santana, Shang-Chi, Black Widow and Nick Fury, Guardians of the Galaxy, like the old one? Oh, like the old, n- like from the year 3000, Guardians of the Galaxy, with uh, Yondu and Charlie 27. So, you know, there's a bunch of things. Uh, Invisible Girl, I guess this was before they called her Invisible Woman. Bizarrely, she wasn't Invisible Woman until, like, the mid-80s. It was crazy. Well, to be fair, she wasn't really written as a person until around, like, after the 90s. No, I I mean, she had a kid, and she was, you know, she was married, she had a kid, she had, I guess, a job, in as much as being the Invisible Woman is a job, and she was still going by Invisible Girl. It was ridiculous. They should probably talk about despair. Sorry, yes. I'm still upset that they decided to spell despair this way. And he like, he does look pretty sweet, though. He does look pretty sweet. Like, like he has, like, a ragged cloak and everything. I'm a big sucker for a ragged cloak. He has, like, a white face with, like, a skull kind of pattern on it. Uh, He has, like, a high collar. Like, he, he does look pretty cool. I, like, I guess, like... It's just like I see his name. Like if I didn't know his name was spelled like that, I'd be okay. But it seems like he's trying too hard. Like he could just be called Despair and just spell it Despair, and that would be fine. Or you could just have Despair in a different language. Yeah, that's true. Like that also give it some gravitas, I guess, if you're an English speaker. Yeah. Like someone called El Diablo instead of the Devil. Has a little bit more gravitas if you're not a Spanish speaker. Oh, like a hilarious uh, Fantastic Four villain alchemist Diablo. We pretty much just drag Diablo through the mud. We just I call mean, him a big, big dumb nerd. We don't like him. I mean, he is goofy as hell, and he has one of the silliest mustaches in comics. But and his outfit doesn't make a lot of sense either. But I will always have a soft spot for him because there is a Spider-Man story in which he uses his alchemical powers uh, to commit insurance fraud. That's a good use. That's yes. a good use. See, like he he sells he like sells these crooked construction companies a bunch of like super cheap steel that is designed to like crumble into dust in precisely twenty years, and then he buys up a bunch of insurance policies on those buildings. Uh, here here's uh, I think I said this before. But the best type of villainy to do in the Marvel Universe, just like in real life, is white-collar villainy. Oh, yeah. Because, like, there's not a lot you can do about that unless you're openly... They, like, they they had to deal with this in, uh... They dealt with this, I think, in, um... Astonishing Ant-Man, and I think a little bit in the early Nick Spencer, um... Captain America. Oh, yeah. Sam Wilson, Captain America. Oh, with the, the Serpent Society. Yes. Yeah, with the serpent because they went to Serpent Solutions. So instead of being an openly like nebulous hate group, they became, hey, we're going to be a consultant agency. Yes. And we're going to do evil through white collar crime, and it kind of worked. And what I love about white collar crime in the Marvel universe is that you still do it while wearing a costume. Like you know, I'm okay. So I'm going to sneak into my, you know, I'm going to stay at the office late, and I'm going to, you know, get into the computer records, and I'm going to embezzle some money. But before I do that, I'm going to pull on a purple mask, and I'm going to call myself the Embezzler. 
Or I mean, in the Serpent Society case, like they still had, they had like a suit and everything, but it, they just had the, they still had the like the serpent cow. Yeah, just wearing a bunch of snake costumes. Okay, so despair. Mm-hmm. His real name was unknown. He's one of those nebulous Marvel cosmic entities, like Deathurge. Yes. Oh, like Death. In fact, he's very similar to Deathurge. Uh, Does he cause people to be depressed? Yes, he causes them to be to feel despair. Although I think in the case of Deathurge, Deathurge is specifically trying to make people off themselves because he is a servant of another nebulous cosmic entity, uh, Oblivion, who looks like a purple guy with a tablecloth over his head. Like I'm not, I don't do like the teams or anything in these these because I like doing the individual characters. I, I did note that because I was I was a little bummed you didn't do the death throws. Yeah, well, I, I'll do something with that. I'm not sure yet. Well, there's the Death Throws, the Circus of Crime. I think there's another crime circus. I, I think the Death Throws are my favorite because they are the... I, you said how much you hate guys who are specific. And they are an entire team of supervillain jugglers. Uh, like, I'll probably end up doing the teams and stuff as, like, a bonus episode. Okay. Bonus episodes or something. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I've read a few stories with Despair, and they're kind of all the same. He, you know, he turns up, he kind of amplifies people's feelings of despair, and the hero is about to give up, and then they, you know, summon their inner courage, and they don't give up, and Despair is all, oh, no, you defeated me, and then he just vanishes, and then you're on to the next issue. Apparently he first showed up in the Nexus of Reality. Of interdimensional realities and the man thing. Yeah, that's that's that uh, um, Marvel team up well, issue. I, I yeah, think... that's exactly what we're talking about because it's a main thing, Spider Man issue. Mm-hmm. I think he also shows uh, up in X Men, and I read about him when I was a kid in an issue of Web of Spider Man during the Clone Saga, in which he turns the Black Cat against Spider Man and the Scarlet Spider. <sighs> the Clone Saga. I look back at it fondly, but it's not good. It's so overbloated. Oh yeah, well, and it has like it does. It barely has any of the fun Spider-Man villains. Yeah, too. I mean, like, I, like it's devoid of a lot of fun. I have a fondness for the Jackal, who I think is fun in it because they make him super goofy, which is as he should be because the Jackal is an exceptionally goofy villain. He is a middle-aged college professor who. Uh, has a weird, don't-stand-so-close-to-me crush on one of his students. She dies. He tries to clone her, goes crazy, and starts wearing a green animal costume and calling himself the Jackal, even though his costume looks nothing like a Jackal, and Jackals are not green. Nor do they clone people. I don't know. You haven't seen those uh, Jackal cloning facilities that I've seen. Uh, this is true. I I, I do watch they, a lot of work- PBS. They they run all the reptoids uh, cloning facilities. <laughs> but uh, he's six three, so he's a pretty tall person. Oh yeah, hey, despair. He can dunk. Yeah, he can. Well, and uh, also, I think a, he can like levitate or something. Well, uh, well, unlike unlike uh, Death Urge, he has a definite thing that he is. He's a demon. Yes. Oh, and he's, he's also associated with the Dweller in Darkness, who is kind of a vaguely Lovecraftian entity. Is he? Did he do anything with Chathon? I, he's not associated with Chathon. I, he I seems think, like someone who'd be associated with Chathon. I think Chathon 
Uh, and the Dweller in Darkness is vaguely like that, in that he's like a super powerful elder god with like fear powers. He shows up as one of the fear lords, who are various uh, Marvel fear entities. They all team up in like a 90s Doctor Strange storyline, and then they show up in uh, Kieran Gillen's Journey into Mystery in a storyline that I think is fantastic. Oh yeah, it's, it's definitely worth checking out. So it's part of their fear itself tie-in. Well, I guess if you're going to have a fear itself tie-in, I guess having fear entities is one of those. And I, I think Despair shows up in that as well. I can't recall because Despair is maybe the least interesting of those guys, because you've also got uh, the Lurking Unknown, who is a weird, like, four-armed purple monster. He's also in uh, a Cloak and Dagger ongoing, Th- but this this is right in the middle of them being like, is Cloak and Dagger, of, uh, are they um mutants or not? And you can tell that they're trying to, because they say the mutants of misadventure of Cloak and Dagger. The mutant misadventures of Cloak and Dagger. Whatever. Uh, okay, so originally they were just a couple of kids who were involved in, like, a drug experiment. And... I personally like it better when they're part of a drug experiment. Yeah, and then in the, uh, in the like, I think, mid-80s, when mutants, mutants became, you know, the big thing... Uh, they decided that those drugs had only activated their latent mutant powers. Okay, so they started labeling it the mutants misadventure, the mutant misadventures of Cloak and Dagger. Yes. At issue twelve in ninety. Yeah, and then in a then they were officially mutants for a while, and they even showed up uh, during Dark Reign as part of Norman Osborn's Dark X Men. And then they changed sides, and then they there's a special like one shot in there where. They determined, they, like, the Beast ran a bunch of tests on them and said, no, you guys are 100% definitely not mutants, and your movie rights do not belong to 20th Century Fox. No, they don't, and that's why we're getting a Cloak and Dagger show. That is super weird. Uh, it's on Freeform, which I don't think we even get in Canada, so hopefully I'll be able to find it somewhere else. Oh, you'll be able to find it. They might fall off a truck or something. Yes, fall uh, off an internet truck. It might fall off internet truck, you know? Uh, but they're also putting the, they're also putting the, uh, Squirrel Girl in the New Warriors on Freeform, I think, too. I'm very curious as to who's gonna be in the New Warriors there. I'm, uh, I got my fingers crossed for Speedball. I'm gonna be honest, the whole penitent, the penitence thing kinda killed me liking Speedball. Yeah, really. they've, they've definitely gone back from that. It, it kinda seemed like a clever idea at the time, but it's, it's, it not. just reeks of like, <sighs> Okay, and this is, like, part of me, the, like, inner 14-year-old in me wants to defend Mark Millar, because, like, he was, like, by, he was, like, one of the people, because I was a 14-year-old when I was reading his stuff. Oh my god, I'm so old. That was, like, really edgelordy. And he is a pretty edgelordy character, although I'm not sure that was Mark Millar, because he only, he first shows up as penance in the, uh tie-in miniseries, which was written by um, Paul Jenkins. Okay, then Paul Jenkins, that was a really edgelordy thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I, Paul Jenkins is, he either runs very hot or very cold with me. I, he does great Spider-Man work, but then sometimes I just have no idea what he's doing. I don't, like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against them doing, like, mixing and matching some of, like, the latest, like, the couple, like, 
the latest run of New Warriors. Oh yeah, I like some I of love characters, and then some of the older ones. Oh yeah, I'm a big mark for the New Warriors. So you get, yeah, you get like uh, characters from all generations in there. You get Microbe, which I think you could do on a TV budget. Well, no, I'm talking about like the new one with like Scarlet Spider. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Um, stuff like because yeah, they get- had that one character that never showed up again. Uh, the one that can use like sunlight. Oh, uh, Sun Girl. Sun Girl, yeah. She uh, she is kind of a Spider-Man character. She's the daughter of uh, long-time C-list Spider-Man villains, uh, Lightmaster. See, my favorite part, my favorite part of that run was to see the entire time Scarlet Spider being like, "I don't want to be here." <laughs> I told you, like, I'll help you, but I don't want to be here. Him oh, making it abundantly clear. Yes. I'm, Big fan of that. I, I really enjoyed his solo series with, uh, that was Christopher Yost and uh, Ryan Stegman initially. I, I like that a lot. Yeah, when he moved down to Austin? Uh, Houston. Am I thinking of the right thing? Houston. Houston. Yeah, he moved down to Houston. Yeah, like, that was a pretty good one. I liked it. Um, it turns out, like, if you take Kane away from the Clone Saga, I like him. Uh, sp- speaking of Ragged Cloaks, there is a, uh, there's a character with a inexplicably purple Ragged Cloak. I think we're done. Yeah, I can't think of much else to say about uh, despair. Although, again, that is a super dumb way to spell despair. Okay, wait. You know what? Let's end it on a good note because we were ragging on him for a while. Let's give him a job. Okay, so so he's he's not really around that much anymore. I think the latest thing he's been in is probably the fear itself thing. Oh, actually, we I kind of have a connection with him. We did a tie-in handbook for Fear Itself. And uh, we did sort of like a... Uh, like a summary-style uh, thing of events leading up to it. And it was narrated by Despair. Actually, you know what? He was in Avengers vs. X-Men, which... Uh, I'm going to say this over and over again. One of the worst event comics I've ever read. There's a Spider-Man bit in that that I really love, in one of the Jason Aaron issues. Well, I'm I'm just... First off, I'm not a big fan of Avengers. I mean, not Avengers, I mean X-Men. Uh, and second off, I really don't like over-bloated uh, X-Men continuity, mixing in with the main Marvel Universe. Yeah, I mean, and it it didn't hold together great, but there were parts of it that I enjoyed. But I think that that was the last time thing he was in, so he lost his job, and uh, he needs to get a new one. He still has his powers, his costume, everything, but he has to have just a normal person's job now. Hmm. I mean, it's uh, I. He needs a, a job which requires him to amplify despair. I mean, there are certainly jobs where you could do that, that kind of do that on their own. Uh, a lot of guys in marketing. Uh, personal injury lawyers. You know, I have the perfect one. Uh-huh. Uh, have him be like a campaign manager for, um, for a major election. Let's say the, let's say the president of the United States. Oh. So you get that nice fear vote. Oh, that's uh. Which always is the, against yourself. Yes. Uh, topical, topical political humor. Ba 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 ba! Although, I don't know, do you have to be a U.S. citizen for that? Because his base of operations is unknown, but not within Earth's dimension. Um, probably not. <laughs> so, like, as long as he's not running for 
president, yeah. he should be good. That's true. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm not registered to vote in uh, within Earth's dimension. Well, I mean, sure. You know, if Ted Cruz can run when he's clearly Canadian, then uh, uh, maybe. Hey, hey, don't don't pin him on us. We. Oh no, I am sorry. I don't want him in this country anymore. Uh, you keep him. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I I am I am racked by despair. But uh, hey, yeah. you've got the you've got the big centennial coming up. Yep, I do. It's hundredth episode, and I can't think of a more appropriate character to do next. Yeah, unfortunately, I wanted it to be one character over, <laughs> but you well, know. Oh, you're just whatever. trying. I think you're just trying to stroke your ego there. Yeah, I just. Oh man, I really did not want it to be the next one that we're doing. <laughs> I I actually kind of love that next character, so you'll you'll be okay. I'll be okay. It's still like I wanted to be ego. <laughs> like d- plugs. Okay, so you can hear me and my co-hosts uh, every week on Stasis Pod, the Transformers animated podcast. We go through every episode of Transformers animated, uh, and prior to that, we did uh, Beast Wars and Beast Machines. So Transformers fans or fans of '90s computer animation. Check it out. And I also write for Marvel's actual, factual, uh, official handbooks of the Marvel Universe, the, uh, the current versions. We're uh, currently doing a series on the uh, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies and TV shows. Uh, we just put out our Doctor Strange book a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we've also got a, con- a collection in stores collecting the, uh, the first phase of uh, the MCU. So uh, check that out. Okay, this is Jesse. I have a podcast called Random Sampling which is where me and my lovely podcast cohort talk about stuff that pops up on Wikipedia. I also have a podcast called Turn to Page, which is a tur- which is a choose your own adventure book podcast. Um, you can support the show by rating, review, subscribing on iTunes and your podcatcher of choice. You can also support the show with cold hard cash via Patreon or buying a t-shirt. The description of both of those will be in the description and on the Facebook page at Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey. Find me on Twitter at Alpha Flight Pod. The artwork is done by Ryan Healy. This has been Alphabet Flight and may Conchu protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Good night. Good night.